ready to create the impactful and profitable business you've been dreaming of? It's all possible. We've done it ourselves after leaving careers in law and clinical practice. Like many other professional women, we wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present to our growing families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. For us, that looked like founding software companies, but for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other ambitious women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow an online business that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And this is the Soulful MBA Podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. We love audiobooks and we suspect that you do too. Because you're a Soulful MBA listener, you can get an audiobook of your choice and a 30-day free trial over at audibletrial.com slash soulfulmba. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash soulfulmba for your free audiobook. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Soulful MBA podcast, episode 105, Partnership. I'm Jenny Barcelos, and I'm joined with my co-host, Sandy Connery. Hey, Sandy. Hello, Jennifer. <laughs> well, we're doing this episode by popular request. We seem to be getting a lot of questions lately about our business partnership and our business relationship and how we work together and why we work together. I think a lot of you are also considering whether you want to go into this online business thing solo or whether you want to bring someone on. So we're going to discuss the reasoning behind our decision and also some of the pitfalls that go along with partnership. We are lucky not to have had any of those things happen. Oh, I was just going to say, there are so many pitfalls. <laughs> there are our- <laughs> a lot of pitfalls, but no, we, we do, I think, pretty well with it. So we want to share about yeah. it and see if it's a good fit for you. Okay, let's start with telling the story about how we met, Jenny. Where were we? We were in Colorado Springs. We were at an Mm -hmm. event. We were at a conference. And we were some of the only women at this conference. It was a sea of entrepreneur men and software guys, which was fine. I think we were both fine and happy and enjoying it. But I was going through a bit of a personal struggle and found myself like a little emotional outside of the main event space. And I was in a hallway on a couch sort of off to the side and I was crying because I had just suffered a pretty traumatic miscarriage to be totally transparent at this point. And I was like in this sea of men, right? (laughs) I felt I was like pretty far from home and away from my family and I was struggling with it and I didn't know what to do. So I was like trying to hide in a corner so that I could like get my emotion out so I could rejoin the, the conference. Mm-hmm. And I happened to walk by and I saw you and I could tell that you were upset. You weren't crying, but you just looked like there was something on your mind. Oh, I so had I walked been over. crying. I had been crying. Yeah, but at that moment you weren't, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I knew that something was bothering you. So I walked over and said hello and introduced myself and asked if you were okay. And you shared instantly. And I obviously right back said, you know what? I've had that happen too. I don't know that there's not many women who haven't had experienced a who have not had a miscarriage. So we, you know, bonded over that, which is sort of a sad thing to bond over, but it happened and we just were fast friends and we returned to the main lectures and had to do some kind of partnership work and we were told to talk about something and we just sat there and talked about everything else, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just this I think it was this 
relief to meet another woman who thought like me and had the same kind of goals and aspirations as myself. And and that was the beginning. Yeah, that's right. I think we're like, oh, who are you? You're like me. And we're, I mean, we're not in so many ways, right? Like we come from totally different countries and different backgrounds. And we both at that point, we're building our own companies, our own software companies, independent of one another. And so what we decided to do was just stay in touch. And we did. And we set up phone calls or Zoom calls and we kept in touch. And then, you know, over the course of about a year and a half, our friendship grew to the point where you ended up coming on to Namastream. And that story is told in another podcast episode. But mm-hmm. we really today just wanted to share a little bit more about how that partnership came to be because it's hard to replicate that, right? Like we get asked quite frequently, mm-hmm. like, yeah. how do you find a partner? I want to find a partner like you guys have with each other. And we're, we, I don't know how to answer that. Like, <laughs> Well, you know what I would say to that is when people say, I want what you have, or I want to go out and find a partner and create a partnership like the two of you, I think it's very hard to make that happen. I think it either happens or it doesn't. And I was thinking back to when I owned the shoe stores and clinics, I had a partner then. I've always had partners Mm -hmm. for some reason. But in that business, I also didn't go out and say, oh, I want to start some shoe stores and, you know, who's going to be my partner? It wasn't like that at all. It was very organic, you know, similar to what you're saying. And I partnered with a gentleman named Brian and and we just, it just happened very naturally. Like we started, you know, he knew he wanted to expand into Calgary and we had the conversation and I just said, I'm your, I'm the one for you. Like, let's just do this. And, and it happened. So I think it's really hard to go out and like choose a partner. And there's so many how do I say it? Like there's so much that has to go right that to go out and find it and search for it, I think is so hard. I think that it's, we just hear about partnerships failing all the time. And in my old world, in the Podorthic world, many businesses were partners and so many that I know have failed. And there's shotgun clauses pulled and just nasty legal stuff happening. And I knew that my shoe store partnership, we, we were solid. It was great. You know, there was no issues until I chose to leave. And that even that wasn't an issue. I don't know. I think it's really hard to calculate and go and manipulate things to find a partner. Yeah. Absolutely. To me, it's a totally organic process. And I also have always had partnerships in my work. And so I think that that's an interesting thing to Mm -hmm. point out too, that you and I both are sort of drawn to work collaboratively. And I think that's just in our nature of who we are and our personality types. So I think about my nonprofit and, and the work I was doing with climate justice. And I had a partner who's who's still like one of my very closest friends in that work. And we were just both doing that work independently. And we were introduced by a mutual friend, even though we all lived in different places in the country. We ended up going to law school together, me and my partner, we met and it was a similar thing like, wow, we're doing the same, like we're <laughs> doing the same work in the world. We totally get along. We have really complementary interests. And it just started, we started as friends. And then we started as like, hey, let's put on a giant conference together. And then we worked together over the course of a few years. And then, you know, one thing leads to another and it all evolved very organically. And I think that's just the way I work, right? So I think your story and my story, our backgrounds are similar enough that it's like, I know. And I just, here's what I wanted to say, Sandy, that I didn't want to talk to you about before, because it was just like my weird (laughs) framing of how this works. Like to me, a business or an organization is really a lot like a child, And you can go it alone. And that's in my mind, like being a single parent. And I try to think about 
our company. And if something is going on in either of our lives, the other person just sort of takes over the other one's job, right? Like, so if I have a crisis or you have a trip or vice versa, like (laughs) if you go on vacation for a month, I can handle the majority of your work and and we like we take turns and we trade off and if i have something going on in my life where i have to sort of like step back from the company you take over and it's it's like understood it's it's not tricky i think we're both trust each other so much and respect each other so much that we don't abuse that privilege and i felt the same way in my other my other work and i don't know that you can like go out and yeah. find that. Like, I don't know that you mm-hmm. can put that. I mean, everyone should have contracts. <laughs> the lawyer in me is going to tell you, like, you should have governing documents and contracts and exit clauses and all of those things in any partnership. But like going out with the intent of finding an ideal partner and then living through those governing documents and just trying to be sort of formal about it, I think isn't going to work because a business or an organization like I used to have a nonprofit they're really to me like my babies like i i don't mm-hmm. treat them like with this arm's length relationship at all yeah i think that's a really great way to frame it and it's i think we do sort of toss things back and forth between each other because the baby the business is so equally important to mm-hmm. us that we are both in, so invested in this thing succeeding and scaling and being big and being profitable and you know allowing women to make amazing businesses out there in the world so it's not it's like it comes first. We have such a joint interest in this thing succeeding that I can go away and you'll take over and you can go away and I'll take over, which you don't do because you're American and never take holidays. But if you did take a holiday, I would take over for you. You take over during my life crises. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. And I think it's interesting too, I was, when you were just speaking, I, I forgot to mention that I also have another partnership with my other software company, which is connectable.biz. And when I started that, and that was part of our initial friendship was that we were, you know, we were both building these software companies independently, as you said, but I had this like CTO who want the guy that built the software, he wanted to come on as an equity partnership. And I didn't want that initially, I wanted to run connectable by myself. And I was sort of fighting and arguing, not arguing with him, but I was disagreeing with him. And he was trying to convince me that I need him as the technical officer to, you know, to jump in there and fix things. And I was like, No, 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 I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. And then I finally, you know, did give him some equity. And now we're pretty much 50-50. And thank God, Mm -hmm. thank God I did that. Like I, it would be pure hell if he was not my partner and I had to, you know, pay for someone to do all that, the work on the code. So it's just interesting to me again that every single situation, every business, I always have a partner. I'm always happier with a partner. And I just know that, like you said, that we both just work better with partners. But I know people who don't, who yeah, don't want any right. part of it. Yeah. It's just yeah. not in their nature. Well, and I see, I feel so like blessed to have, you know, to have a partner with raising my child who I'm married and I have a spouse and I really rely on that relationship to take care of my kid. <laughs> like I I would struggle a lot as a single parent and not that anyone wouldn't, but I think some people are more fiercely independent and sort of have a different personality type that lends itself to that better. And I mm-hmm. really lean heavily on the other person in whatever activity I'm doing. Like I know I have certain strengths and certain weaknesses and I really enjoy the privilege that comes along with sharing, whether it's raising a 
business or raising a baby with another person. Like I, I, the only reason I can go on a take off for a week and go to a conference or go to a speaking engagement is because I have my husband to watch our daughter when I travel and vice versa. Like, I don't know how I would do any, like live my life anywhere close to the way it is if I were a single parent. And I feel exactly the same way with the business. When my life takes me away from our company for any length of time, you know, more than six hours. <laughs> I know that, that you're there, Sandy. And I know I can message you at any time of day or night or weekend or holiday. And that if it's an emergency, you're going to be there. And that's the same way that I feel with my spouse. And so it's this, just the this sense of, of like collaboration and community and, and building something together. And also knowing that the weight of the world is not entirely on my shoulders mm-hmm. in any one mm-hmm. area of my life, because that is the most overwhelming thing I personally can imagine. Yeah, I agree. And I love the ability to like bounce ideas off you. And also we keep each other in check. Like I'll forget something and you're like, Sandy, you can't do that because of this. Oh, right, 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 right. And I may have gone and done it if I hadn't had you, right? And I think for creative reasons like to to like I start something and you finish it and it turns out to be beautiful because we both kind of need each other to start and to finish. I think when we write, we do a great job writing together. Anything that any of you would read it sort of a joint effort by both of us with all of our copywriting. And it's so nice to be able to share the work. And sometimes I'm like, Jenny, I can't deal with this person. Can you please help me? And you're like, got it. You deal with it, dealt with, done, fine. And it's off me. Otherwise, it would all be on me. And so, yeah, I really do appreciate sharing the work, sharing the ideas with a partner. And I can't imagine operating any other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that that's us, right? And so that you can you can listen to our story and see if that's you also. Like if you have a history of always really wanting to be collaborative and wanting to work in partnership or in a team or in a group, then probably going out as a solopreneur and doing this on your own is not going to work if you're going to scale at least. Like you you probably are the kind of person like we are where I, I mean, I did Namastream by myself for a year and a half. And I like was going to shut it down <laughs> at that point because it was too hard. It was too hard at that point where we were from a growth standpoint, it was too much work. Like it was too much pressure for me seven days a week to be on call for this company and to for all of our clients and all of their clients. And I and it was I was in over my head, you know, for lack of a better a better phrase. And I knew that I either needed to build a team and for me, a team it's not ideal if it's just people under me. Like I really need to build something together collaboratively. Like I, to me, like just if not Sandy, just manage if Sandy people. was like working for me, God, that would never happen. But like, let's just pretend <laughs> like it would be a ter- like our relationship would be terrible. I can just see how see how yep. awful that would yep. be. <laughs> that would yep. ne- and vice versa. <laughs> and if I was yep. working for Sandy, like none of these things could work. So. Anyway, no, it's true. And it's interesting, Jenny, when we did that work with Kaylee Hansen, who did the Luminous Spark assessment for us, and then it really became apparent about why we work so well together. Yeah. These sort of com- we have a lot of like ambition and like spontaneity together, like the similar, mm-hmm. I mean, and then but we have these sort of other traits that really do complement There's stuff that I can do that you can't and, and vice versa, or can't do well. So it was that really sort of clarified everything for me when Kaylee did that assessment of both of us. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about when things are hard. What are some of the negative things about having a partnership? I think in our case, the hardest thing is that we both can sometimes spin 
into despair quickly and one of us will spiral the other one downward. So sometimes this this doesn't work, happen. Like sometimes one, yeah. the, one can lift the other one up. But when we're both sort of like spiraling down, like if there is a bug in our software, <laughs> like there's been a few times, like as particularly our migration to version two of our platform was pretty painful. There have been a few times where we kind of like really spin ourselves out of control into like despair and utter sadness and overwhelm. And usually one of us, though, will like kind of come out of it and drag the other one back out. But for that period of time, man, that's like double trouble right there when that happens. Yep, that's true. It's when we are both experiencing that dip in entrepreneurship when we're like, this is failing, the world is horrible, nothing's working, and it's a bit of a scary moment. But usually, as you said, one of us steps up, is the hero, and pulls us <laughs> out and just sort of talks some sense or some reason into the other, and it's, it's fine. It's totally fine. But yeah, it is a little bit of a scary place to be for those moments. Yeah, and I, I mean, so that's the main downfall, I think, that you and I have. I mean, another just like very obvious downfall is that if you have a partner, your company has to make more money, right? Because it's not just one of you taking a salary out of the business so or taking profits out of the business right so it's it actually is like you kind of like in our case we have to make twice as much money in the business as if you know versus just me running the company by myself and so that's a real i think for some people mm-hmm. that's a negative i mean to me it's a challenge it's like okay great <laughs> we get to make yes, twice you as much also money have two people working yeah. on the business like if it yeah. was a you know, someone not working, then yeah, that is absolutely a problem. But because you and I can sort of divide and conquer, we can get double the work done and more than double. The sum is great. The the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. So that's what I believe. That's right. So yeah. So but I think that that's a real concern. If you are in a position where you have to reach a certain income goal, then bringing on a partner makes it trickier because even in the beginning, even if two of you are working, it's still harder. It's still hard to scale. Like it takes time. It's not hard. It takes time to scale. And so there's going to be a period where it's a little bit dry versus if you were just able to pull out all the money yourself of the business. Mm -hmm. So that's just something to consider. Once you've kind of scaled your business, it's less of an issue. But I'd say the first like 18 months income wise, it's probably going to be trickier if you need to take money out of the company. Yeah. And I think too, it's really important to be able to divide roles and responsibilities Mm -hmm. clearly so that you're not double doing things. And, you know, we we do sometimes get in a trap of both of us working on something because we like to work together on things. And I think that there's a little bit of inefficiency, like it's more fun to sit there and write copy with you. However, maybe I should let you write the copy and I go and deal with something else, you know? So I think early we did everything together and lately I am witnessing us sort of dividing and being a little bit more efficient with our time, which I think is wise. But we basically do have, you know, each week Jenny does some things and I do other things. And so it's very clear, you know, what we're responsible for. Yeah. And it took a long time to figure that out. Figure that out. Yeah. Yeah, More than a year, I would say, of working together full time to be able to sort out who does what well, and to, then to come up with systems for dividing up those tasks. And I would say at this point, we, we're pretty good. I mean, we're at the point now where I think we need <laughs> we need a bigger team. That's a whole other conversation. But in terms of yeah. what we do and what our jobs are, like I know on Tuesday, I do X, Y, Z, and you do on Tuesday, X, Y, Z, and A, B, C. And like that's just like there are checklists and places where we keep that. And we, I sort of know what you're doing each day of the week for the most part mm-hmm. and vice versa. Yep. 
Yeah. We know that I like my spreadsheets. Jenny doesn't. Jenny's really good in Squarespace. I am not. So we've, you know, I think over time we've also figured out what, because this is all new to us as of a couple years ago, right? So we didn't know that, you know, we didn't know this. We had to experiment, try and like, okay, no, that should be Jenny's job. That should be Sandy's job. Yeah. And even just like social platforms, like who manages Mm -hmm. what and where we post. And then the different people that work on our team, like sort of who deals with each of those people or each of those groups is different. And so I think, but that's just something you sort out. And I think, I think the mistake that a lot of people make when they go into a partnership or start a business is that they expect to just be able to sort of play queen or play king and and like identify all of the rules and flows and processes and just sort of dictate them. And a business is really, in my mind, a living, breathing entity. And it and you have to be flexible and you have to be able to iterate. And if something isn't working right, like if you give somebody a job and it's not up to your liking or they're not doing it the way you want it done, like you have to be willing to give them a different job or replace them or you know, or whatever, like it's a lot of trial and error. And I think partnership is the exact same way. It's in more so than in any other aspect of the business. I mean, we've been working together for a few years now, Sandy, and I think we're like literally just, I don't know, this year really at the point where it just sort of is Mm -hmm. almost always in flow. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. This podcast is brought to you by the Namastream software platform. Namastream is an easy-to-use platform that helps you build and sell your own courses, memberships, and live stream programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. You can learn more at namastream.com. So what would you say, I know we've had a few questions from people who are like, who say things like, I'm just going to, I need some money. I need some investors. I want to go get a partner who can bring some money to my business. Hmm. Well, (laughs) I don't really think that's a good idea. I mean, that's an entire podcast episode. If you have someone who you're bringing on strictly for financial reasons, I guess it depends on who, who that person is. Is it like your rich aunt Sue? then maybe that's fine. If like if somebody wants to throw some money at your company in order to have a piece of it, that's fine. But if you're like going to formally look for investment from angel investors or a VC firm, which I, I doubt if you're in our market, that's what you're doing, but maybe, then I would strongly caution you because just about anyone who's building a business in the wellness industry or anyone who's using our platform, you shouldn't have to do that. Like you should be able to raise whatever funds you need yourself through crowdsourcing or pre-selling. And we have podcast episodes on those topics. And when you go out and you seek an investor as a quote unquote partner, that doesn't mean that person is doing any work for you, right? They're just, they're taking a piece of your company. They're taking some control depending on the term sheet and not really giving you anything other than working capital. And usually people don't want that money to go to you, right? Like they they don't want that money to pay your salary. They want it to go into scaling the business operation that's eventually going to make them a lot of money. So how to answer that more efficiently, I don't know, but it's almost always a bad idea. Yeah. And I think there's other ways to partner without actually creating a company together. Like you could do joint venture. Like if you and someone who does complementary 
service or product to what you're offering, you guys could partner and do a training live masterclass and offer some kind of package deal. And that's a really great way to start working with someone. And then, you know, it's sort of like having a partner, but not really. And maybe it does lead to something more permanent. But I think there's ways to work with people and also even something like a mastermind where you are surrounded by like-minded people who are at sort of the same business level as you so that you have this you know, these opinions and thoughts and ideas and, and suggestions on your business as you go through your business. So it feels like you're getting that kind of back and forth and some input that's not just you sitting, you know, banging your head against the table trying to figure out what to do. So I think I would encourage people to really, if it's not happening organically for you, or if you are not the person to have the type of personality to have a partner, there's so many other ways to, you know, have that input of others to help you out and grow and scale. Yeah. And I just I want to make the analogy again to sort of like a marriage or a relationship. Again, I talked about a business being like a baby, but also, you know, your business partnership is in a way like a like a marriage. It's a financial marriage. And just like if any of you are single or remember being single, there's like I mean, there's a lot of great advice out there for single people. But there's this whole idea that, you know, you should you should focus on yourself and being sort of the person you want to be and being whole as a single person, and then you're more likely to attract the right kind of partner. And I think it's the same thing in business, right? Like, so if you're, if you know that like in your mind, you work better collaboratively, which I knew the whole time I started my company, I knew that too. Then for me, the goal was just sort of, I mean, I wasn't really thinking actively about partnership, to be honest, but I think subconsciously I was trying to build the kind of company or build the kind of structure of a business that would be attractive to other people because I knew I would want to build my team eventually. I knew I would potentially be seeking investment and I knew I didn't think about bringing on a partner, but I sort of, you know, it wasn't outside of, of the scope. And so I was trying to build an attractive business, right? Like I was trying to make my business as mm-hmm. enticing and interesting and well-grounded and with a great foundation as possible. So I would say that if you kind of know in the back of your mind that you work better collaboratively, start out on your own and, you know, see what you can build. And then I think you're much more likely through a mastermind or through meetups or, you know, through an online community to then find a person who's going to be a good fit. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. All right. Do you want to move to Joy and Hustle? Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Joy. Joy. You have the joy. The joy is a little bit off topic, which we like to do with joy sometimes. But I have stockpiled all these things that I like. And I quite honestly don't know where I find them because I I have such a large stockpile at this point. But I wanted to point everyone to a beautiful site now that the holidays are coming upon us and gift giving is in its heyday. Jennifer Lake Ceramics, which is jenniferlake.com with one N. So it's J-E-N-I-F-E-R-L-A-K-E.com. This is a ceramicist in San Francisco, and she makes these just gorgeous phase of the moon hangings out of ceramics. And I, she makes other things too, but I love her work. I've seen it around, you know, I'm sort of part of the craft show circuit these days, <laughs> my people, my other, my other life. And I just love it. And I don't personally own anything that she's made, but I know that I will be gifting this to some people this holiday season, some of her work. And so I just wanted to point her out. I love supporting local handmade kind of artists and and artisans. And so she's a great example of someone to go and check out. Wonderful. Yeah, it is. I had not heard of her. Her stuff is beautiful. It's so good. Yeah. 
And The Hustle is a book that we were instructed to read when we first decided we were going to become partners. We actually sought out some coaching to become good partners. And part of that coaching was the suggestion to read The Four Agreements. And both of us had already read it in the past, but it was interesting to go back and reread it with the context of working with a business partner. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm sure you're all familiar with that work, that body of work. It's amazing. And yeah, so it's just, it, it was really helpful. It was like, sometimes we'd have to remind each other, remember this agreement. Yeah, I and actually want to yeah, read that helpful. again. It's been a couple of yeah, years it's, now. Yeah, it's one of those books you can go back to and get more new stuff out of it each time. And I will say, as Audible is sponsoring this podcast, the audiobook version of mm-hmm. this book is really good. So just check it out. Great. Wonderful. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Sandy. <laughs> All right. If you have it's more questions formal. about partnership, feel free to post them in our Facebook community at Soulful MBA or send us an email to team at namastream.com and we will try to be as helpful as we can. Thanks, folks. We'll All see right. you next time. Thanks. Bye. Ready to go from, I really want to build an online business, but don't know where to start to wow, I've just sold my first digital product. That's exactly what we're going to help you do during our free Become an Online Teacher course. We've created a simple five-day email-based course to teach you everything you need to get started as an online teacher. By the end of the week, you'll have a digital product that's mapped out, priced, and ready to offer your community. Head over to soulful.mba teacher to sign up. It's totally free. Thank you.